Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Ariella from Landmark Ventures. Ariella, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks, Brad. Great to be here. Absolutely. I'm really excited for today's episode. So maybe uh, to kick us off, you can just tell me a bit about yourself, about your company, who you are, and then what you guys are doing. Sure. My name is Ariella, and I'm Senior Director of Event Marketing at Landmark Ventures. I'll tell you just a little bit about the company. We do a ton of things. We have three main lines of business. We have an investment banking team, a business development team, and an events team. I started Landmark Ventures five years ago, and I worked really just on the small VIP curated events. I was doing dinners for some of our technology companies that wanted to partner with us to meet people in the space to do deals with. I did hundreds of dinners over the years, and I've recently come into the role last year of all event marketing for the events team. So this year, I've taken over all the attendee acquisition and the full customer journey for anybody that attends and Landmark Ventures event. That's very cool. That's awesome. And that's so many events. I love it. So let's talk about event marketing. So what has your approach been this past year? And maybe what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced and how have you overcome them? In terms of my marketing approach for the year, it's really twofold, right? There's a personal level that I've just taken over this team at the beginning of the year. And it's also what's going on in the world of marketing, right? Event marketing is a whole different ballgame than everything else because of COVID-19. The landscape has totally changed and we as marketers need to keep up with it. So going into this year, we were all about our customers. I'm going to say the buzzword, we were customer obsessed, right? So We've been building this huge relationship over the past 20 years at Landmark Ventures of people that are in our Rolodex that we do business with that we want to introduce other people to. And we've created these relationships with our time. It's really, really time consuming. And we really care about our customers, right? So what we wanted to do is after COVID-19, this time of uncertainty, what's going to happen with events, we obviously had to pause in-person events. We wanted to focus in on our existing audience, our existing Rolodex, and really let them know that we're here, we're back, we care, we're changing, and we're not going anywhere. That took a lot of time, right? And, and what's hard about that, and it goes into the challenge, is like capturing all the data of where people are going, where people are living. One of my biggest challenges is we focus on getting people in different states and different cities into rooms, but everybody's working remote now, right? So how do you find out where these people are? People are only going to tell you where they are and what's up with them if you're keeping up with them and if you're fostering these relationships with them. So having our data of who attended our big summit last year that talked about climate change, right? Or our big summit that talked about what's going on in, the, in medical trends. We really had to keep up with those audiences and find out where they are and what they're interested in doing and where they're interested in being. Absolutely. So let's talk about adapting to, to maybe some of the changes in this space and some of your plans for events moving forward. So what are some of those changes and then adaptations you're making and what's the plan for as we head into this year? Yeah. So this year, it's really exciting, right? Because we've all settled down. We know events are back. We're excited to do it. But now we sort of have these like two different customer journeys, right? We were forced to go virtual during the pandemic, right? We were forced to think about how somebody's going to log on online, 
what virtual events they're going to be in, what's worth their time if they're not going to go be in person, right? But now that we're back to in-person, there's this huge need to be back in person and people are excited to talk to other people and shake those hands and find out about their personal lives and everything like that. So now we have this awesome opportunity of getting in-person and virtual happening at the same time. Originally going into it, I was like, great, we can do hybrid, right? Hybrid is so awesome. But the bottom line is you can't treat them like they're one. You have to treat both journeys like they're totally separate journeys. Mm. People online know when you're talking to people in the room and the people in the room know when you're talking to the people online. So I think just like understanding and this is it, right? I'm not going to pretend like I can make them seamless together. You really can't. You really need to separate them out and give everybody what they need. So that's cool. So for, let me give you an example of an event that we're doing. We usually do an event with a healthcare company. We talk about some of the latest trends in healthcare and we've been working with them for many years. We always do an in-person event. Last year, we had to cut it to be a virtual event and it was no in-person aspect, it was all in person. This year, we're super excited because we're doing both. Now, this is double the work because it's two different customer journeys, but you're getting, you're letting our audience that we've, we really care about, we're giving them so much more access and we're all about access, right? So this year we can do a hundred people in a room in New York city, the top, top pe people in the medical field. But at the same time, we can also let hundreds, even thousands of people join online and we're not pretending like the whole day of the in-person session is going to be for the virtual attendees, the virtual these have their own path, their own way to register, and their own networking apps and any sort of activations and activities that's just for the virtual attendees. But at the end of the day, we've ended up engaging this really huge group and engage them in different ways to make the ultimate impact. I really love that. I think you said something really important. And that's like, think of these like as distinctly different. I think if you try to like smash them together, you know, you kind of have a mediocre experience for probably both in-person attendees and the virtual people. So very important to highlight. And I love it. Exactly. And and we didn't know that, right? We're not, no one is going to pretend that, that we knew how this was going to play out. For example, we're at CES every year. We always do events at CES and we act as a place for our Rolodex to come together and know that there's going to be good networking because you can get lost at CES, right? So yeah. last year, we thought CES was back, right? So we did our normal thing. We launched our events. New variant comes along. We're getting cancellation after cancellation and we're scared, right? We're like, do we cancel? Do we not? But at the end of the day, we went ahead and we did it. And it was our the best feedback we've ever gotten from CES, the people being like, thank God Landmark was there as a place that I knew I was going to have good conversations. Once we got over that hump and we proved to ourselves that like events are here to stay, these in-person relationships are not dead. This is really the way to do business. We were able to come back to CES year and we've had the biggest, the biggest happy hours we've ever had. We've had the biggest dinners we've ever had. We were busting at the seams. I... My personal belief on events is that in-person is here to stay and that the impact of an in-person event is not the same as a virtual one. We're going to learn how to do both and we're navigating that. But what Landmark does best and what I think it, you just can't replicate the experience of being in-person and looking somebody in the eye. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like for me, at least a virtual event might be something that I pull up and while I'm answering emails or you know something 
versus in person is like it's very intentional like i'm gonna spend a couple days fly out there have my full attention and focus and all that so very different yeah don't get me wrong i think that there is a lot of value add from virtual events right but you just have to be specific about your virtual event has to have such good content right people want to be there for a reason they want to be have takeaways they want to have something to learn there's also a ton of cool technology that does enable you to learn we have been through every single vendor of those like fake avatar worlds of the chatting the you can move your mouse and go to the bar and you can physically hear somebody we've done it all we've seen the ones that really work we've seen the ones that work for different types of audiences and we're always going to implement those we're never going to do a virtual event that's just a plain the plain experience of just listening in and so somebody else can do email. There's always going to be some sort of aspect of networking. There's a lot of cool apps that really enable that. And we're always going to do that because virtual does have all this good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I think for me that those have been the most memorable virtual events where you get a an opportunity to meet the other attendees and kind of network with them, maybe connect with them on LinkedIn, and all that stuff. So definitely a great point to highlight. As we think about this year, what's the strategy? Is it mostly going to be virtual? Is it going to be in person? Is it going to be your own events? Or are you attending events like CES? What's, I imagine, a bit of everything, but is there any, oh, we're doubling down in this area because we think this is going to drive the most success for us? Yeah. So this year, like I said, I for growth. I got my team ready. We're going to be growing, hopefully going to be hiring. I think there is this really, everybody was really hungry for events and now they're back. We always do what our loyal customers, what our loyal sponsors are really asking for. And we go along with them for the journey and see how to meet their needs. This year, it happens to be that we're going to be at over, I don't know, 15 of those big flagship conferences, RSA, Black Hat, CES, South by, you name it, we're going to be there. We're finding that the people that we work with really are interested in being there and having a presence, whether it's making up for what happened in before or just hitting all the people that are remote. Now you really get the opportunity to be together. So we're really going to double down on that. So if you're at any event, holler at me. We're going to have something cool there for you. Um, But the big thing is growth. And we're going to be all over the place. And I really want to grow the audience this year. Last year, it was about nurturing our loyal customers. I'll call them attendees, right? About letting them know that we're here and we're back. But now's the time for more, more, more. Let's build it up. We have amazing stuff going on at Landmark. How can I market across? So my social is going to be bigger. My tweets are going to be louder. My graphics are going to be brighter. I really want to get new invigorated audiences working with Landmark this year. Absolutely. As we're wrapping this up, let's touch on promotion. So for the virtual events that you host, for the you know in-person ones you host, Obviously, you attend an event, the sponsor promotes that and all that. But maybe you do a bit of promote yourself, too, that you'll be there and all that. I'd love to just hear about, like, overall promotion, social strategy, all that stuff. Yeah. So what we like to do, we do a lot of different types of events. We do some events that are for our own brands, but we also do events on behalf of our clients and our sponsors. But for a case where we're showcasing that Landmark Ventures is going to be there, We really like to play with our brand. We have two different brands. We have a social innovation summit brand and we have a dealmakers brand. One is more for our audience that's about diversity, inclusion, social impact, really. 
And then the deal makers is more of our emerging technology, our VCs, investors, getting those deal makers together. They have different brand guidelines. Our SIS ones are bright, playful, colorful, fast moving. Our deal makers ones are more modern and sleek. I love just having a brand story and a brand narrative. And so that when you go on LinkedIn, I have a big CIO conference coming up. You know, Landmark does their own CIO, Chief Information Technology Officer uh, event each year. I want our brand to be recognizable and that that's the landmark CIO because you can get lost in this in the sea of CIO events, but we have a specific brand, a specific story that you associate with Landmark. And that's really that handhold, close, intimate relationships that we foster, making Landmark feel like family. And we try to show that narrative through our promotion. Our biggest thing is we're really, really good with LinkedIn. I think that's like an easy place for a corporate company to be at. But, you know, we got to improve. I really want to get get this younger generation, TikTok, Instagram stories. There's a lot of fun stuff at events to record. Like I want people to feel like be able to go on Instagram and see our stories and be like, oh, I want to be in the room with people at Landmark. Absolutely. I love it. Well, on that note, any closing remarks, final words of advice as we wrap up the podcast? Yeah. So just to close out, I just want to say that, you know, we at Landmark, we're excited. We're excited for what's coming next. We are invigorated. We are ready to be at events. We are ready to be in person. I think that events are stronger than ever and they came back with a bang and that you can't forget that it's easy to get lost online and behind your computer and you think you have access to everything. But I think it's really important for your company, for your personal development to get out there, to network, to look someone in the eye, to shake their hand, to talk about your personal life, to ask people questions and really look for trusted advisors in this space because that's really how we make change. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks so much for uh, joining the podcast today and sharing all your wisdom and insights. Really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Thank you, Brad. Absolutely.